Welcome back to Perfectly Imperfect with Janae. What's up? What's good? If you don't know already, my friend and I have started a women's ministry called Praying While Imperfect, and it is just a chance for women of God to just be together and connect and grow in their relationships with, you know, other women and with God. So if you are looking for a community, just click that link in the description of each episode. So y'all, it is currently 3.10 a.m. in the morning and I can't sleep. You know, like when you're in that transition phase of your life and God calls you to rest because you're getting ready to walk into something new. So I'm in that phase of my life and I'm being very disobedient because I'm not resting, y'all. I This is a concurrent thing in my life these past couple of days of me just being up all night and all morning, just sitting there with a lot lot on my mind and it is giving me a chance to really pray and talk to God, so... I guess there's a good, but I know I need to be resting. I know God is calling me to rest because when it's time to transition, I'm not going to have much time to rest and I need to be resting. But we're going to rest after this episode because as I was sitting in my bed just thinking, I'm like, it's almost my one year anniversary of celibacy and It is a topic that I've been wanting to come on here and talk about because I know following God or even just on this journey of self, celibacy is something that is becoming more present. And I just wanted to share my experiences with like sex, with lust, and then with um, celibacy and just focusing on God and giving all of that to God, giving my body to God. So... Let's talk about that. Why not? Late night conversations. So I started having sex at the age of 15. Sex was something that was very normalized, like in my household and even in society as a culture. Like it's like, okay, sex is something that is going to happen. Just make sure you're protected. And here's what can happen if you're not protected. You can get STDs or you can get pregnant. It was never something like, you know, honor your bodies and see yourselves as pure and, you know, wait on your husband. It was never, never heard that growing up. So I just saw sex as something that, okay, when you are ready, do it. Like when you feel the urge and you want to do it, do it. If someone's there, do it with them. (laughs) So that was kind of my life. And I started to have sex and then I started to equate sex with a sense of belonging or a sense of approval. So I felt like every relationship I got into Sex was something that we had to have in order for the person to want me or to desire me or to love me. And that came with a lot of confusion. It came with a lot of heartache. And it came with a lot of just insecurities because now I'm just comparing myself to other women. And I'm like, okay, well, are you having sex with other people? And then sometimes just like you don't know and it's not your place to ask those questions, I guess because society 
and then you're confused because you're mixing all of these spirits. Like I, I feel so heavily with the, you don't know what spirit you're laying down in the bed with. Like we are beyond this physical body. And sometimes we, as people see sex as just a physical thing, but sex is very much a spiritual thing. And it is very much um sacred. And when you're out here having sex with people who God did not, you know, intend for you to be with you're laying down with the unclean spirit like you're laying down with you don't know you don't know who you're laying down with (laughs) so it came with just a lot of confusion and insecurity and just um lust because now i want it like now i'm desiring it now when i'm bored that's what i'm gonna do like who can i have sex with so that was something i struggled with um from the age of 15 till 20 20 years old birth control as well as a whole thing birth control did kind of like take that desire away from me because when i was on birth control i was so emotional to the point where i did not even want to have sex like i'm just like turned off and i'm like Ugh, get away from me. I don't want that. So birth control played its part. <laughs> but it wasn't until I decided that I did not want to give myself to someone who did not see me for who I was and who I, you know, who I'm not going to marry and have a family and start a family with and have children with someone who doesn't even care about understanding who I am as a person someone who doesn't know my family who doesn't know my past someone who just doesn't even know anything but the surface level things so I got to that point where I was just like I am seeking something more and I am desiring something more that these people that I am laying with cannot give me So I remember I was in the shower one day, y'all, and I was just talking to God because, I don't know, me and God be connected in the shower. That's when I'm just all distractions to the side. But we were talking and I had made a promise to him that I would not engage in sex or even let alone kiss another man until my husband. I shook it. I shook hands. And I set it in stone. Now, I'm not perfect, y'all, because I definitely kissed another man and engaged in other lustful activities. But that was definitely, definitely the day where I decided enough was enough. And that was before I really just started diving into my word and understanding why, you know, God wants us to save ourselves from marriage. It was more of just like, I'm fed up. Like, I'm tired of the streets. I'm tired of um, being played with. I am a romantic person. I was made to be a wife one day. And living in the world and just having sex with people is not fulfilling me. It's not fulfilling me. And I had to be, I had to look myself in the mirror and call it for what it is. Because when you are living in the world, when, you know, God is trying to call on you and set you apart... You have to really look yourself in the mirror and be honest with yourself. Is what you're doing fulfilling you? Are you happy? And then getting to the root cause of why. Like, why do I feel like I need to have sex with these, with these men? What am I seeking that sex can give me? 
And it's it, it was connectedness. It was the feeling of being wanted and belonging. It was that intimacy. And when you walk, when you're walking on a journey with God and when you're giving your body and yourself to God, you will experience that intimacy and that closeness with our Heavenly Father, with God, to a point where you won't even want to experience it with another person on that level, um, sexually. Unless they are sent from God. And that's at the stage where I'm at right now. But it definitely took a journey. And I want to talk about that journey to maybe share with someone who is wanting to go celibate, thinking about celibacy, or you're already on your celibate journey and you need some encouragement to keep going. Because it ain't easy, especially if like you've already done some type of lustful activity or had sex and then you're like, okay, I'm going to stop having sex. It's hard because them temptations, the world around us will really make us want to dive back into that arena. But that's when we rely on God's strength and not our own strength. So a couple of things that I did um, to just stay firm, stand firm in what um, promise I made to God was really just minimizing what I allowed myself to watch because when you turn on a movie on Netflix on Hulu on any platform on just the regular cable television you're going to see sex you're going to see a sex scene you're going to see two people falling in love and they're having sex and that can be really triggering or tempting when you are starting your celibacy journey and you don't have that sense of self-control as of yet. It's hard because it's in, it's in movies and we enjoy TV shows and, you know, it's just something that is advertised a lot, which is normal because we're human beings who have to have sex to recreate. But when you are making a promise and when you are wanting to be celibate or even abstinence, it's important to like skip through on those sex scenes or not watch something that you know is going to have a sex scene because you are doing it for yourself. You know, you're protecting yourself and honoring God as well. And just honoring the people on the screen. That's another thing that I'm going to get into next because struggling with sex and lust a lot of the times me like even before the age of 15 when I started to have sex I was exposed to pornography when I was just eight years old so that was something that came up when I started having sex okay pornography like when I can't have sex let's watch porn and let's masturbate so God has really just um changed my heart posture to how I saw porn because when you go on a website and you're looking at porn and you're looking at how many views, there are millions and millions of views. And it just hurts my heart that there are so many people out there who have been exposed to porn and who are addicted to porn. And that is not healthy. Any addiction is not healthy and it's not honoring and it disconnects you from the reality of life because now you're walking around in this world and you're seeing humans let alone God's people as sexual objects or you see people as very lustful and you're not able to have a real connection a real 
heart to heart, um, authentic connection with someone because you are sexualizing them. And that can even make you question your sexuality. Like, am I bisexual? Do I like, um, the same sex gender because of what I am allowing myself to be exposed to? When you're on porn sites, you're able to watch, you know, lesbian porn or just, you know, same gender, same sex porn. And then it has you questioning, well, who am I? Because that, you know, it did something to me. It turned me on. So really allowing God to come into that if you do struggle with porn and you're like, okay, I said I was going to be celibate, but I also want to be celibate in a way that is, you know, leading towards abstinence. I don't want to engage in anything lustful because I want to be able to be in a place where when I am receiving, you know, the union that God is bringing to me, I am able to honor that union and I'm able to see it as something that is pure in God's eyes. Some people may be called to be celibate and abstinence for their whole entire lives. And that is something that I am not going to talk about because definitely something I am not called to. (laughs) So really just increasing your prayer life and increasing your humility and knowing that I cannot walk this journey out on my own. I cannot heal from things on my own. I cannot, you know, be delivered from this addiction or this temptation alone and allowing God into the midst of that because Just to be honest, we can't do anything in this world, in this life alone when we are walking, when we are trying to do something that is honoring to God or trying to do something that is God sent. So getting into the back onto the porn topic, I started having to see people as God's children. So when I am seeing someone naked or someone engaging in a sexual activity, I I'm just like, uh uh-uh, like, I don't want to see you like that, you know, I want to see you as God's child, and God's, you know, I don't want to see explicit content, because where is the purity in that, so just being able to see God's children as, you know, his prized possession, and honoring them, and that means honoring their body, and honoring how they look, so these past couple, I'm just being completely transparent because I said I was celibate. I didn't say I was perfect at being celibate. So (laughs) these past couple of weeks, I have been really just struggling with temptation to masturbate. And I went on a porn site and I was looking at the people and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know. It, It really hurt my heart to see that it's being displayed in that way when sex should be something that is sacred like it should be a holy union it should be something that is happening behind closed doors in the air of just you and your person I don't know if I'm making any sense but that is a way that God has been shifting my view in when I see um like sex on tv or when I just see sex on social media or on websites and the sex on tv isn't super bad because it's usually people falling in love well me when i'm watching it because i'm always watching romance movies but it's usually people falling in love but even then it's like no how can i you know honor these people on the tv and see them how god sees them and that means skipping through to that 
Another way that I have um, been able to do this celibacy journey is focusing on what God has in store for me because then I am able to give all of my time into what God has for me to do. And there are other ways that we can get that sense of... um Because what is that feeling that you feel when you are engaging in sex? That closeness? I don't know the feeling. I can't explain it. But there are other things in life that can give us that same relief and that same feeling we are desiring when we are engaging in lustful activities. It may not be the exact same because it's not sex, but... It is just as equally fulfilling. So allowing God to show me those things, allowing myself to really connect with parts of my body and own my body because I gave my body away at such a young age. So how can I come back to myself and really just own my body and be one with myself, one with God? And I really started to dive more deeper into um, what are my hobbies? What are my interests? You know, what is my passion? What is my purpose? What is my career? What can I really focus my attention on? So when I am feeling tempted, it's like, okay, what can I do to walk out of this temptation? Because sometimes you literally have to get up and walk away from the temptation. You have to get up and not allow your mind to persuade you into thinking like, okay, this is okay. Just one time, you know, just one time. Because that's when the enemy creeps into your mind and just like one time won't hurt. You know, God forgives, but it's like, I don't want to continue to do this because it's not, it's not good for me. And when God starts to convict you, you feel that conviction. So when you are doing something that, when you are committing a sin that you are trying to walk away from, and you commit that sin again, the conviction is even harder. So you're not even enjoying what you're doing, the sin you're doing. So for example, if God is like, you know, you need to stop going to the clubs, that's not serving you, you're going to the club, you're getting drunk, you're getting messed up, you're not safe, you don't have any self-control, leave the club alone. And then you continue to go to the club out of disobedience and rebellion and temptation that conviction is just going to keep getting stronger. So when you are at the club, you're not even enjoying yourself. That's literally what happened to me um, also with smoking weed. It was just like God was trying to take that away from me because it wasn't serving me. And I continued to smoke here and there. And every time I smoked, I found myself getting more and more anxious and more and more paranoid to the point where I'm not even enjoying my high. So, okay, God, I hear you. I'm going to stop doing it. That's the same thing with lust. You literally have to continue to walk away and continue to lean on God. Like, God, I need that conviction because without that conviction, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing without feeling any remorse for it. I know I brought this up during this talk, but during my celibacy journey, God has really taught me self-control. Okay, let's talk about it. Self-control because... I am not in control of um, my body. My body is a gift to God, you know. It says in 1 Corinthians, you are not your own for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. So that comes with having self-control because how am I glorifying God with my body? It goes deeper than just sex, but the day-to-day things like, 
what am I posting, you know, on social media or how am I being dressed? And I'm not on here to judge or shame anybody because I am not perfect. I am walking this journey out as well. That's why I'm trying to be very transparent. But so having self-control, like having that discipline and not leaning on my fleshly desires, but leaning more on, okay, what does God desire? Because my body is his body. And what has he, what's that other verse in scripture? God just doing so much. Romans 12, 1. And so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find accept, acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So those two verses just make me think of like the self-control and the discipline aspect of it because my body is not my own and all that God has done for me in my life, I should be able to walk out and honor God in any way and especially with my body. So walking this journey out with God, the celibacy journey out with God has definitely taught me a lot of self-control because, you know, you walking outside and you seeing some cute things walking down the street and you just like oh I wonder I just wonder and it's just like no are you honoring God with your body are you honoring God with your thoughts walk away just walk away walk away or <laughs> going back to what I'm watching on TV having the self-control and the discipline to skip through what I am watching or just self-control in, in general um walking into your celibacy journey is just has the ability to teach you self-control on so many different aspects. What are you engaging in when you are on your phone? You know, what, what habits are you breaking within this celibacy journey? What are you focusing your attention on within this celibacy journey? And even desiring to have that same self-control when you do walk into your union with your spouse because, you know... If you're waiting until marriage, you're going to be in that courting season with your significant other where you aren't going to be engaging in sexual activity. So do you have the self-control to not be tempted to be a lustful person? You know, with the, with the, with the eyes and the touching and the feeling and the kissing and one thing leads to another. Do you have self-control to stop yourself from doing that? Because your spouse is going to look good to you. Like, it is God given, like they're going to bring something out of you that you've never experienced before. So are you allowing God to teach you self-control in your season of celibacy so that when God does send you your person, you are able to carry that same self-control that God taught you because you know that you are honoring God at the end of the day and you know that what he is giving you is very holy and it's very pure and you want to keep it that way. Because when you have something too fast, it never lasts. When you give something away fast, it's not the same. Like, it's not as pleasing as if you were to wait. If you were to just wait and enjoy and experience and then finally receive that thing that you have been waiting for, it's just going to be 10 times, 10 times, 100 times better and your partner is going to see you as someone who is of their word and of their faith and of strength and of self-control, the fruits of the spirit. 
So that is another, that is definitely something that I have been praying to God about is that self-control aspect, even when he brings my person to me, because I want to have self-control. I am not a virgin. So if my man come looking good, I'm going to want to eat, eat it up like a snack. And <laughs> I can't do that right away because... That's not what God is bringing this union together for. It's not for us to just be out here having sex all the time. Like we're coming in union to glorify our father. So, you know, what is the focus? What is the intention behind what God is bringing together? Do you have self-control? That is the question of this episode. Do you have self-control? And if you don't, how are you giving that to God? How are you inviting God into your life to give you self-control on your celibacy journey. If you are wanting to start your celibacy journey, make that request to God. Make your heart posture turn to God. It's all about the heart posture and God works from there because we're not going to be perfect. I made a promise I wasn't going to kiss nobody and you know, God knows us better than we know ourselves and I failed. I failed at that promise, but his joy and his blessings and his love and his forgiveness is new it's new every day and we have a chance to really just repent and turn away from our sin and turn away from things that are not serving us and really just walk into the joy of who God is and what he says about us and allow that truth to enter into our hearts so that is what I am learning in Learning that God is very patient with his children because when I walked into this celibacy journey, I was not in my word. So I did not have anything to combat the enemy's voice in my mind. It was just the desire to want something more. And I knew that was God giving me that desire to want something more and just not being fulfilled with what I was experiencing in the world. So it really took God just being patient with me and slowly walking me into like, okay, if you want to really be for real about this celibacy journey and wait for the person I have for you, these are the tools that you need in order to be as successful as you can be on this journey. And that definitely required me getting into my word and creating a relationship with Jesus so that I understand in my heart why, why I should be celibate, why I shouldn't be having sex because the world can tell you a million reasons why it is okay to engage in sex and, you know, just be free and live and it's natural. But what does God say about it? You know, what does God say about sex and what does my heart say? Like, what is my desires? What is my posture? What, what, what fulfills me at the end of the day? Because are you just trying to live for the world or are you trying to live for God and his word and what he says? So I really hope this episode enlightened anyone, gave encouragement to anyone. I hope that I was able to share my story, share my testimony. I don't think there's anything else for me to say. You know, we talked about how engaging in sex at a young age or before God intended for me to do it left me feeling very separated and alone and confused and insecure and shameful and very lustful to where I, and also not being able to really connect with people because that was always something that came up 
And then, you know, really just taking sex away and just replacing sex with God, giving it to God, allowing God to come into my life really helped me to shift my focus because now I'm not even surrounded around people who speak about sex all the time. So that's easier for me to not want to engage in it because I'm not surrounded by people who are engaging in it. So your surroundings is what matters. The people you are surrounded by matters so, so much when you are walking this journey out with God because they can either bring you down or lift you up. And we all want friends and loved ones who can lift us up and set us, help us to be set on that firm foundation that is God. So I'm really thankful that God has come into my life and I'm really thankful that he has showed me how to be, how to walk this celibacy journey out and showed me the importance of it and the love that is within it and the love that surrounds me because now that I'm not focused on sex, I'm able to really enjoy life. I'm able to enjoy people. I'm able to do things that I wasn't going to do if I was still engaging in sex because when I'm bored, I'm going to, you know, want to have sex rather than want to create something or experience a bond or a friendship with someone outside of sex. So I'm really thankful and I encourage you all to start your celibacy journey. If this is the sign you needed from God to start your celibacy journey, start it, girl. Start it and own it and love it and find the beauty within it and invite God in it with you to walk it out because we are dating God, okay? God is a selfish God and he wants us all to himself, so... Have that relationship, have that closeness, have that intimacy with the Father. This is Perfectly Imperfect with Janae.